You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Star Wars Rebels Alert, a weekly podcast after show where we recap and discuss each and every episode of Star Wars Rebels Season 3. I'm Ernie Rose, Tim. I'm Troy. We're coming off the heels of the big two-parter season opener or mid-season opener and we're inevitably going to see a slowdown here. Right. And probably something that's more character focused and that's exactly what we got in this episode we're looking at a zeb focused episode and it's finally because we've been discussing lately about how we haven't seen much of zeb recently mm-hmm. and we got in some nice droid focus here as well some interaction with ap5 this yeah. is probably one of his biggest episodes yet yeah because we haven't seen him in quite some time right no he's yeah. kind of been in the background but mm-hmm. i like this really sassy droid he's yeah. kind of an amped up ocd c3po right yeah. Really like this droid. I was a bit worried that this was going to become one of those filler episodes. Yeah. It's, it's what we've seen almost pattern wise coming out of this is we have these big Kraken openers mm-hmm. and we're followed by something that slows down, that lulls. But I think this episode at the end successful in driving for the overall narrative of Rebels. Yeah, it definitely picks up towards the end there. So the, the focus of this episode is, like I said, around Zeb. And, it, and it's around these probe droids that were sent down to investigate and to look for the rebel base. Very reminiscent at the start here of Empire Strikes Back, right down to the music. Yeah, the score once again. Yeah. Just killing it here. And there's actually a lot of nods to Empire, I feel, throughout this episode in relation to those pro droids. There is Callus acknowledging the fact that they can't go chasing every single little lead that they see. Very reminiscent of Empire. Right. As well, one of the rebels referring to the pro droid as a meteor. Oh, I didn't catch that one. Okay, Yeah, cool. so it's really cool that they're kind of nodding a lot in this episode yeah. to Empire. One of my favorite, if not my favorite, Star Wars movie. That's awesome. It's cool, too. That's interesting because um, the writer, actually, of this episode was actually the original writer of Rogue One script. So, oh, really? Yeah. He's done a couple of work in the past, too, on this show. So that's kind of neat. So he's all that attention to detail. Yeah. What did you think of this droid here that exit the probe upon crashing on the planet here? Yeah, this droid's something else, man. This is uh, Macquarie's art come to life, right? Love that so they threw that cool. in there. Yeah. Rebels has really done well with adapting that Macquarie art. Like Zeb, mm-hmm. even another big focus That's in this episode it. is the Macquarie Chewbacca. Exactly. So you got the original concept Chewie versus the original concept C-3PO. That's, yeah. What can you ask for, right? <laughs> yeah, you can't ask for more than that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, the droid was uh, was was great. I, I um, was a little shocked to see how he had like that transformation. I didn't yeah. really see that coming along, especially because like we just mentioned that concept art. I was like, okay, that's the droid we're going to get throughout the whole episode. So when he transformed into that that grievous looking kind of uh, foot yeah. soldier that we mentioned from last episode, I was like, okay, this is cool. And he threw down. He held yeah. his own against Zeb. That's actually a pretty good fight scene we got there. It was really cool how he held his own against him. Right? Yeah. It's like you look at the droid that walks out there and you're thinking to yourself, ah, what's really going to happen here? And then yeah. he kind of transforms. Yeah, it looks awesome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the episode focuses in on Zeb, and he's got a left ear. This this kind of feels a bit reminiscent of, of a bottle episode, as it's yes. called on TV, where the whole crew finds an excuse right. to leave the base. They're going on a training mission, and there's a nice nod to or an appearance by 
Hobby and Wedge as well in their A wing. Yeah, right. Which I love because it's lining up. I, I'm quite certain we're gonna get an episode with Wedge crashing on that. Volcano. Oh, I hope so. You mentioned that uh, I think last episode yeah. actually. I really hope we see that because you said that takes place in aftermath, or at least we hear about that story yeah. in aftermath. Yeah, he talks about that story in aftermath, but yeah. this is one of his first missions, flying the A wings before he gets into the X wing. Oh, see, like that would be a filler episode. I'd love to see. Can I just get away from the main story and just give us like a Wedge story? Yeah, that'd be brilliant. I love that too. Like seeing yeah. Wedge and just going into a bit more focus in on him. Like I think that would be great. So if, cool. If we're going to go sideways with a couple of filler episodes in this season, mm-hmm. I agree. Wedge is the way to go. For sure. So Zeb's left behind on the base seemingly by himself. <laughs> and they almost go on this kind of short adventure. Again, this is where it falls into the somewhat of that trap of, of lulling a bit is that there's a lot of interaction between the droids and Zeb. And that's where I think it could have fallen apart. Yeah. But the whole interaction there is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I think I have to give that up to uh, AP5. Yeah. Yeah, because he keeps you engaged the whole time. I, I really want to hear every little one-liner he has towards Zeb because he's just, he's just on his case. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love the interaction. And too with Chopper, they're both yeah. these really sassy droids. Even the interaction with the actual droid the infiltrator droid once mm-hmm. they get fighting ap5 is kind of in the back they're poking up and down right. and it's really fun seeing chopper as well interact with this infiltrator droid he's kind of running around in his one wheel there and yeah. i thought it was a lot of fun the episode like it does drive forward the narrative a bit mm-hmm. but it doesn't i don't think fall victim to a filler episode because i felt myself really engaged in this because of the droids but also we made a prediction last week on yeah. the nerd room podcast we went through the mid-season trailer and we both are thinking, and Troy threw this out earlier last year, and this kind of rattled around back in my head, that we both think that Zeb is going to be the one that dies in this season. He's going to be the sacrifice to Thrawn, if you will. Yeah. And I think this episode does a really good job building up Zeb and showing that he's just not the muscle. Because this is hammered into us throughout the whole episode, right? Mm-hmm. Particularly from AP5. Oh, I didn't know you could come up with a plan like that. And, yeah. and congratulating him towards the end of the episode about that was a really good idea and you're just the muscle and you can't do math. They, these type of things, yeah. right? Kind of proving that to the audience itself, right? AP5 in the sense of like the audience speaking. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it really does attach me a bit more to Zeb because he's yeah. been in the background a lot this season. Yeah, he really has. And we've been kind of wanting that addressed a bit more. And mm-hmm. It comes off right off the heels of our, us dropping this prediction, which is really nice. So yeah. I'm happy to see Seb getting a bit more character focus here. And I think mm-hmm. they handled it really well with the interaction with the droids. Actually, I like this episode a lot more than the last season's uh, Zeb episode. Not necessarily the one that he had with Callus, but the one before when he's interacting with his people. Yeah. Didn't really like that episode that much, but I think they did a better job this time around handling yeah. Zeb. Yeah, I think this grew him more individually as yeah. opposed to addressing more the, the Lassat, right? Exactly. And his race. So that was... Yeah growing the background of Zeb and this is growing the character of Zeb which was right. really cool mm-hmm. and then speaking about Callus, we get a couple Callus instances here and him really showing that he's committed to the rebellion full on board right yeah yeah. not only congratulating them but also giving them the big heads up this is the reason why the rebel base isn't compromised in this episode mm-hmm and usually with these episodes that are a bit slower, when we're looking at compromising a base or a character dying, I feel that it's more predictable. But with this episode, I was thoroughly engaged because I didn't know if the base was going to be compromised. Right. I had this this sinking feeling that this was the episode where Thrawn was actually going to find out at least, and he does kind of develop into that, but I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be narrowed a lot closer or potentially getting that beacon and saying, look, we know where the rebel base is. Because we know from the trailer that this is going to happen eventually. And I didn't know if they're going to go down this route this quick, Mm -hmm. but I really felt that this could have been the episode that it happened and Zeb taking 
the brunt of the responsibility for this as well. And yeah. that could lead into a bit more of the development of Zeb and leading into what we think is going to be his eventual demise. Completely agree. They really let up upon that, especially you watching the last trailer too. You kind of would assume that this is going to be that episode yeah. where it does get uh, compromised. So yeah, yeah, completely agree. And that's why I thought it was so engaging because mm-hmm. I didn't know. Like I yeah, wasn't you're... sitting there. I'm like, okay, I know it's predictably going to happen. They're going to figure out what's going on with the droid. They're going to send him back. They're going to do whatever. They're yeah. going to solve the problem together and high five at the end. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. But still, at the end of the day, Thrawn does get a bit closer to his end game, right? Mm-hmm. He narrows it down to less than a hundred systems that they're right. looking at now for the rebel base. Yeah, and to me, that's like the money shot there is seeing Thrawn, you know, gather all that information and narrow it right down to uh, to a couple of those plans. I think he's, I can't remember the exact number he said, but he's narrowed it down quite a bit. Yeah, I think it's still less than a hundred. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a ninety-four or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, from yeah. like thousands of systems down exactly. to ninety-four. So we're getting closer mm-hmm. to that end game, and yeah. we're definitely going to get that. Yeah, and I think we're definitely going to end up on Dantooine or something towards the end of this season. But it's mm-hmm. cool to see them driving that narrative forward while also addressing some of the Zeb issues. Exactly, I think Thrawn's pretty hot on Cal's uh, tail there too. Oh yeah, yeah, you got that sense. Definitely. Yeah. I think, and we said this before, but I think it's going to be Cal's that eventually gives away the location of the Rebel base. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's going to be through Fulcrum. And I think that's, again, where it's going to lead to his eventual demise as well. Yeah. Callus's end. But it's going to be, I think, through that that he does narrow it down. He's going to use Callus to find the location of the Rebel base. Yeah. So Zeb and his two droid cronies are able to successfully send this infiltrator droid back to a Star Destroyer and destroy a Star Destroyer. Yeah. It's a pretty cool scene. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Um, I didn't think they were going to go that route. I didn't think they were going to show it, too. Yeah. Again, that shows Disney XD's... Um, they're, they're getting a little violent. Yeah. They're stepping into some territory. And going back to Lords of the Sith, like, um, spoilers, I guess. But they do take out a Star Destroyer. But the way they do it in this is pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I kind of feel bad for the guys, uh, the free Ryloth movement. Because they had a hard time doing yeah. what these Rebels just did in no time. So, yeah. good stuff. And tying in a bit Lost Stars, too. Yeah. Like, one of the implications of destroying a Star Destroyer like that is that... There's thousands, if not tens of thousands of people on these ships, yeah. right? And that's something that's never really thought about, I think, in the Star Wars universe until I read Lost Stars, was right. how many people actually die when a Star Destroyer blows up. Like, we cheer because we're always cheering for the Rebels. Yeah. But you think of the implications <laughs> for the humans on board. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're not meant to really rattle that around in our brains yeah. or really grasp onto that because they're the evil empire and that yeah but it's interesting thinking about that because that's the first thing i thought of was like one Cal's is smiling but what if that droid had gone to his ship exactly <laughs> and two wow there's a lot of people dying there that's just it because um the one in jakku that we see well from lost stars and in uh, force awakens is that a star destroyer or a super star destroyer star destroyer it is a star destroyer yeah, yeah. So massive, massive ship. A humongous yeah. ship. I think Super Star Destroyers had about 100,000 plus people on them. If, you know, you guys correct me out there if yeah. I'm wrong, but it's in that range. So I think, think Vader's, Vader's uh, his ship. I think his is a Super Star Destroyer. The Executor. Yeah, yeah. I think he goes through a couple, actually. It's a Devastator that we see at the start of Ro- end of Rogue One, the start right. of A New Hope. And then I think it's the Executor that is a Super Star Destroyer that we see at the start of Empire. And that's the one he gets in the end of the Darth oh, Vader Oh, okay. See, so Lords of Sith, he has another one, too. So he goes about three. Yeah. Three, three. Wow. Nice. <laughs> cool. Vader. Yeah. So there's not a lot more to talk about this episode. Yeah. It was very heavily Zeb focused. Do you think it was successful in driving Zeb's character forward and giving you a little bit more? Yeah, I really do. I really do. It's cool to see Zeb hold his own more so and uh, kind of do have some interactions outside of the Rebels crew that we're used to seeing him have. We didn't get any of the bantering between him and um, um, Ezra. So it was really cool to get away from that and uh, and still further the story down the road for the bigger story arc this season. Yeah. yeah. I have to agree. I think it showed a little bit of vulnerability too there with Zeb mm-hmm. because he was very reluctant 
and contacting Hera to admit his mistake. That's a big scene. I like that. It was. Yeah. And I think it really pushed that Zeb really cares about what his crew thinks about him. And mm-hmm. he's really attached to the rebellion. Of course, we knew all that, but it's nice to see that happening. And we do always have these more antagonistic relationships with Zeb and the other crew members. But he does really respect Hera. Yeah. And you really see that in this episode. Mm-hmm. So overall, I think it was a pretty successful episode. It, like I said before, it drove the narrative forward. I liked what we had with Zeb, and I liked the interaction with the droids. And the action sequences were really well done in this, too. They really well on. animated. Yeah, yeah, I love those scenes. That droid was powerful. He's yeah. fierce. Yeah, Even more powerful than those, um, what were those other big droids that we saw recently that were protecting the, the sentry droids? Yeah, 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 that's right. This reminded me a bit more of Triple Zero from the comic books, from the Doctor right. Aphra series, the Vader yes. series, right? Yes, of Kind course. of this, you know unhinged protocol droid that's got all these secret hidden weapons and all that's that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, especially in the Vader down. Yeah. Right? When he has all those go-go gadgets, you yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. So all in all, I wouldn't call this a filler episode. I think it falls maybe into that bottle episode just because we didn't have the whole crew there. Mm-hmm. But it's very successful, I think, overall. It's much better than the Iron Squadron and the whole oh, Cawthor yeah. job. I think it really does drive home what it wanted to. Mm-hmm. And coming off the back end or off the heels of that, those two bigger episodes, I think, it, yeah, it is a lull, but it's an appropriate lull. And I feel like that we're going to get a couple more of these episodes, these character-driven episodes. It looks like next week we're going to get more into this Sabine story. Right. Yeah, the Dark Saber, yeah. I think it's called, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to that episode. Yeah. Any predictions? Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously we're going to see a Sabine's mom or possibly not her mom. Like, we're all led to think it's her mom. Maybe it's someone else. But, um, yeah, we're getting some cool sequences. I can't wait to see us go back to a Death Watch. Because yeah. I don't think it's necessarily Mandalore, that snow planet. I think it's just a Death Watch's like headquarters. So, um, yeah, big things happening that season or that episode. I'm looking forward to getting a bit more background on the Darksaber. It yes. looks like they're going to explore that a bit more. Explore this whole Mandalorian culture. Like, I really think that trailer was, they're trying to get you to look one direction and oh, there's other things going on. Right. Because like, they're always with the trailers. They're never going to show you exactly what's happening. They're not yeah. going to lay out episode by episode no. exactly what's going to happen. So I'm not convinced yet that that is actually Sabine's mother in mm-hmm. that. That might be someone else. But yeah. I think they're teasing that a bit more. But I don't know. Like some part of me feels like they're just not going to show their hand like that. Like no. that's what we speculated last week on the Nerd Room was that maybe there's something more going on with the Obi Wan Maul thing. Like right? maybe there's something more going on with the whole season because I just don't think Star Wars Lucasfilm when they cut trailers like yeah. they're really good at it. Yeah. But they're also really good at pointing you in one direction and something completely different happens. Yeah, they don't really slip up no. on their uh, on their trailers there. So yeah, I think there's lots to explore with Mandalore, especially because not everybody. I mean, the whole audience is actually pretty unaware of, like, the whole Mandalore aspect. Yeah. So I think there's a lot they can do, even leading up to season uh, four, right? We can cover a lot of grounds in Mandalore, so. Yeah, because a lot of the old canonical material is no longer canon, exactly. right? So there's a bit of confusion there. And this is where I fall into that pot there, that mm-hmm. I'm not completely familiar with what's going on and the, the different tribes or whatever you want to call them that's what i'm looking for them to explore a bit more and explain a bit more and get me a bit more engaged in these episodes because i'm really wanting to see sabine develop a lot more and i agree with you and you've been calling this for like the last two years is that sabine is going to be the big character coming out of the back end of the season really think so yeah and i think this is the start of a massive arc like we've seen the start of it but i think this is what it's going to really kick into high gear with sabine is Looks like, I don't know if it's in this episode or not, but she's going to be fighting with the Darksaber, yeah. the lightsaber. Yeah, that's so, right. So, come on. Like, we don't get to see many people that aren't Jedis fighting with lightsabers, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, she's she's, she's a warrior, man. I yeah. can't wait to see what uh, they have in store for us with uh, yeah. Sabine. 
all in all, really great episode. I felt myself really engaged. Yep. The animation is continue to kill it. The score off the charts. Always. Absolutely love it. Love the nods, the OT. Love the odds of Macquarie Art. Yeah. Fantastic episode. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. The Macquarie Art sold me. And the last scenes there with uh, Callus and Thrawn. I always really enjoy their chemistry and their scenes together. Yeah. So can't wait to see more. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to get that last Thrawn screen. No, I didn't think so. That no. that kind of saved the episode a bit. So, I, well, I did appreciate this episode, but that really just put this episode a little bit higher than yeah. what I thought we were getting into. Yeah, yeah. It definitely drove that narrative. It really did. All right, guys. Well, short episode this week. It was a rather condensed episode, so a rather condensed after show. Yeah. And if you'd like to be a part of our after show, make sure to email us at thenerdrm at gmail.com. Hit us up on our YouTube page. We got a couple comments, and I apologize to those people that have left comments. We haven't answered them. It's been a crazy couple of weeks, but we will get to them. And I appreciate the listener correcting me on the cycle, what it actually is. Oh, okay. So, well, so how's, how's that work? What's the, what's the cycle? looks like one rotation of a planet. Oh, it's like a day. Yeah, a oh, day, okay. basically. Cool. But depending on what planet you're on, right. like a day on Earth is different than a day on Jupiter. It's oh. different than a day on Pluto, right? It's all about the length of time to do one full rotation. Right. So it's kind of confusing because it's not consistent planet to planet. So I don't know if there's like a much larger cycle term for the Star Wars universe itself, for the galaxy. Cool, cool. Well, shoot. Well, thanks for letting us know out there. Yeah. Good stuff. And you always get us on Twitter. Our Twitter handles are at the end of the episode. And please send your comments, questions, speculation. We always love hearing from the listeners. Always, guys. We're hungry for your theories. We love talking Star Wars. So please head us down below and let us know what you thought of this episode and more theories to come. And we're going to be back next week to talk Trials of the Darksaber. And it looks like we're getting a two-parter arc, our two-parter episode, because the following episode is called Legacy of Mandalore. Nice. So we're going to be getting a lot of the Sabine story in the next couple of weeks. I'm really looking forward to discussing that here on Star Wars Rebels Alert. Can't wait, guys. All right, guys. Until next week for Star Wars Rebels Alert, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM and Troy TheBoy87. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search The Nerd Room Podcast. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find other podcasts on the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Generation X-Wing, Tumbling Saber, Rogue Squadron Podcast, and the Skyhopper Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.